Blog Talk Radio. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Make me to lie down in green pastures. Leads me beside the waters of rest. Good morning, this is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survival Radio. It's the uh, sixth day of September, 2018, 7 a.m. on the east coast of the United States. We're broadcasting to you today from north central West Virginia. Before we get into the uh, word of God, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, thanking you and praising you. This opportunity one more time to expound your word. Let it go forth with power, which it does, Lord, you said it will. And don't let it come back void, which you said it won't. Lord, you see every situation, every circumstance, every need, and we ask you, Lord, to minister through your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. This is, uh, I believe, part three in a series of uh, Life in the Spirit. How important is the Spirit of God in our lives? The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, that there's liberty. The Spirit of God, the uh, Old Testament calls him the rock, the breath of an almighty God. <clears throat> that which sustains the Christian and keeps us, we put our faith in Jesus Christ, and he promised the Holy Spirit would come back, and he has, and he's not leaving. The Holy Spirit's God. And his spirit will lead us and guide us into all of his truth and all of his righteousness. He also teaches. He will comfort us. He has comforted us. He is the center of all things. We um, live in a natural world, but yet we are influenced from one of two supernatural places or supernatural world or spirit worlds. And the word of God, which is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, is the spoken word of God inspired by the spirit of God. Now, Jesus told the devil when the devil tempted him to turn the rocks into bread. He said, Satan, get thee behind me. Man does not live by bread alone, but from every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Christian survival, the days in which we're living, we have to live in a cave that we don't see that the word of God is being fulfilled every day, that we are living in those perilous times that men are pressured 
Bible says you know, they, men's hearts will fail them for what they see coming on the face of the earth. The the uh, the waves and the sea roaring. There'll be signs in the skies, signs in the moon, signs in the stars. All of creation, Romans 8 says, is travailing, waiting to go back to the original creation. See, there's a uh, change coming. This earth as we know it is facing a renovation where Jesus said, Behold, I make all things new. We live probably in one of the most exciting times ever in history where I believe the next great event is the coming of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You say, well, I've heard this for years. Well, yes, I have too. But it's closer now than it's ever been. And the signs of the times are up on us. We can look at society, the pressure that's on society, the the chaos that seems to be escalating every day in this world. Men looking for answers. Men have spoken these words. Give us help, whether it be the devil, whether it be God, we'll yield to either one of them. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says that that the the God, little g, of this world has blinded the minds and the hearts of the rebellious one. Originally named Lucifer, now called Satan, called many things, the dragon, Beelzebub, the evil one, the slanderer, the murderer, the liar. His season is now. His time of causing havoc. He has, down through the ages, the Bible said where there was wars, there's, there's wars and rumors of wars. And who do you think behind all is chaos? Who do you think affects men and nations and influences? The God of this world. Little G. But for this reason, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy so the devil. We're no match for him. In ourselves, there is no victory over him. But in the blood and the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says we have victory. Behold, I give you power over all power of the devil. Now that's going to be challenged. Make no mistake about it. We quote those scriptures, little do we know, that which we quote will be challenged and will be tried in our own lives. So the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and wickedness in high places, structured entities and powers, arrayed against the children of God. With a spirit of delusion and deceit that's falling over the majority of people who don't know Jesus Christ. So we have to deal with spiritual laws. See, uh, that which we are uh, influenced by, as I said before, comes from the supernatural. Weaving in and out, influencing men. His famous quote from the book of Genesis as he told Eve, has God said? 
Did God really say? And did God really mean what he said? Yes, he did. Because heaven and earth shall pass away, and God's word by no means will ever, ever pass away. So today we're going to talk about life in the spirit. I believe this is part three. We're going to focus today on chapter seven of the book of Romans, talking about sin, the struggle of the Christian. Sin's our problem. Sin's the world's problem. There, there's, there's got to be an antidote for sin, and there is an antidote, and the antidote is the blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But I'll read a couple of verses before we get into chapter 7 of chapter 8 of Romans. There is therefore now, 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 no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but who walk after the Spirit. This is a law. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, now to those that believe there is no condemnation. The word condemnation we talked about the last couple of times means a, a bad verdict. A bad report, not faring well. Now, we deserve to be condemned, but he took our condemnation. The song says we should have been crucified, we should have suffered and died, but Jesus, God's son, took our place. No condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus and his finished work. With faith, believing what he did. Believe that he was. Believe that he lived. Believe he's born of a virgin. He lived. He walked. He talked. At the age of 33, he was hung on a tree for my sins and your sins. And on the third day, he was resurrected with power and with glory. And now sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for me and for you. This is the plan of God. If our mind is upon that perfect plan of God, then that, that alone brings us peace. This lets us know that God is in control. Every season must play out. The Bible says this is the dispensation or the times of the Gentiles. We're living in the church age. It's the time when the church must, must influence the masses by preaching the word of God, coming together in unity and in power. Of course, the devil fights that also. He certainly doesn't want a united church. That's not a denomination. That's just that's a phrase. That's a, I guess that's an adjective, a united church. How we should be. One mind, one accord. <clears throat> Seeing eye to eye. Verse 2 of Romans chapter 8. For the law of the spirit of life, the spirit of life, Zoe, in Christ Jesus have made me, he says, he made it personal, free from the law of sin and death. Here we have two laws. There's the law of life, which is in Christ Jesus. We were talking about life in the spirit and the law of death. The law of sin and death. Sin's manifested. Death comes. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
So we're going to chapter 7 today of the book of Romans. Paul speaking again about the battle for sin. Of how we are to be married to Christ rather than married to the law or a set of laws. Now the law is the Ten Commandments. That which God instituted, certainly. And they, it is God's will that these laws are kept. Keep my law and you shall live, he said. But we know that in ourselves we cannot keep the law because if you transgress one, then you transgress them all. The Bible says, Jesus said, that if you love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and you love your neighbors yourself, you've kept the law. You've kept all ten commandments. And they are commandments and not suggestions. So how does fallen man satisfy the law of God? And we know that breaking of the law brings wrath. We, we read that in the Old Testament. We know that the blood of bulls and goats and bullocks and, and farm animals could, could, not, could not suffice and pay the sin debt that men owe. Because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. See, it's not popular to talk about sin, but we've got to realize this is our problem. We need an antidote, and we have one for sin. When somebody gets bit by a venomous snake, there's anti-venom. Something to get rid of the poison before it kills us. So the anti-venom for sin is the finished work of Jesus Christ, his precious blood, his finished work, where he shed his blood seven times. For the life is in the blood, the Vedicus says. And I have put the blood on the mercy seat. So Paul begins to speak here in chapter 7, verse 1. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. Those that are fluent, those that, that are knowledgeable of the law, which is the law of God, or the Ten Commandments. How that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he lived. Now the Bible says that God once winked at ignorance, but the Bible says walk in the light as you have the light. So if you have light, then you're required to walk in it. Much given, much required, the Bible says. If we know God's law, if we know God's way. And in the New Testament church, or the church of the New Covenant, once again, not a denomination, We are here to the blood of Jesus Christ. We know we have knowledge of him. For I come in the volume of the book, study the scriptures, because they speak of me. Look unto the author and the finish of your faith, which is Jesus Christ. For one reason was the Son of God manifested. He might destroy the works of the devil. One mediator between God and man, and that's the man Christ Jesus. So if you have the knowledge of Jesus Christ and you reject him, then you are rejecting God's only way. Because Jesus said, I am the way 
and I am the truth, and I am the life, and no man comes unto the Father except it be through me. The word of God is quick and powerful and quick and sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts asunder and divides and discerns every spirit. John said, out of his mouth proceeded a two-edged sword, which is the word of God. Paul is speaking to those that believe here. And once again, we need God's grace. We can't live under law. We can't keep the law. Our, we don't have enough willpower, enough strength in ourselves to keep the law of God. Jesus said, I come that you might have life. That word Zoe again, the God kind of life, and life more abundant. See, the law, the Bible declares, the letter kills because we can't keep it. It shows us our sin. The law is our schoolmaster. Teaches us our sin, that we, we are sinners, that we are in need of a Savior. That we can't save ourselves. Verse 2. For the woman is given a, an example here. For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long so long as she liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. And we talked about this that we are dead in Christ, buried in his burial, dead in his burial, but alive in his resurrection he died we die he resurrected we resurrected because he's the representative man See? he's the second Adam through one man sin come into the world but through the second man which is Jesus Christ with the second Adam grace and salvation and healing and delivering and restoration, deliverance and restoration has come to the world. He is the life. Verse 3. So then if while her husband lives, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law. So that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. In the natural, if the woman, if the husband dies, then according to to the Bible, the Word of God, then woman's free to marry. So the law of Moses was satisfied in Christ. <clears throat> now the law. Although effective, it's not passed away, but now he's dead to the believer. And we are free to live in the grace of Jesus Christ. For the law of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. We, we can't carry our sins. We, we can't pay for our sins. This is very important. There's nothing we can do. 
We can't do enough religious activities to pay for our sins. It took the Lamb of God, John the Best said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. So we are no longer married to the law. We are married to Christ. And the law in its death side has no power over us. The wages of sin is death, and not being able to keep the law is sin. So Jesus Christ satisfied the law. He fulfilled the law. He said, I come not to destroy, but to fulfill the law of God. Given to Moses on Mount Sinai. Did the people keep it? No. There was this constant flurry of blood sacrifice going on all the time in the temple. For sin, 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 sin. Sin had to be addressed. Sin had to be addressed. Once a year, the Bible says the high priest would go behind the veil, place the blood on the mercy seat. He went standing. The high priest of that of, of, of the Levites never sat down. But Jesus sat down by the right hand of the Father, showing a finished the the Lamb of God the one that's worthy Revelation chapter 5 says John started to cry and sob because there was no one found to open the seals but the angel of the Lord said take take your rest because the Lamb of God that was crucified from the foundation of the world is worthy to open the seals because Jesus Christ addressed the sin problem So we're not under obligation to the law. We live by grace. Unmerited favor. Nothing we can do to save ourselves. Now men teach in this modern day even that there's things you must do. If you can remember, the Jews said, we've got to go to the Gentiles and tell them, yeah, Christ has died. You need to accept Christ, but you also need to be circumcised. Remember the great council at where Jerusalem to try to settle this problem. They come to the conclusion that men don't have to be circumcised because there's a circumcision of the heart. For the hardness of the heart is changed by the power of God. Verse 4. Wherefore, my brethren, we're in chapter 7, Romans. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law. How? How are we dead to the law? By the body of Christ. The fulfillment. Satisfied the wrath of a thrice holy God. He was smitten of God. We should have been smitten. We should have died. We should have been crucified. But he was smitten of God. That you should be married to another, not the law. Even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Now the Bible declares that Jesus Christ was the first fruits of death. Because he resurrected we can resurrect. Study First Corinthians chapter 15. There's a resurrection. 
And Jesus said, I am that resurrection. What I've done gives you power to come out of the grave through the same quickening spirit that resurrected Jesus Christ. There again, the spirit, the Ruach of God, the breath of God. Come dead to the law by the body of Christ, you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. In Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse four, Paul wrote, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom ye have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Another Jesus. See, our thrust is to focus on Jesus Christ. This is the this is the uh, the mandate of the church is to preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Many people go to church for years and really don't know Jesus Christ. They hear about Him. They hear His name once in a while, and people are so wrapped up. And isms and sisms and emotionalism and, and, and listen, I've shouted and, and nothing wrong with shouting. But God doesn't manifest himself like all the time. See, the spirit needs to rule and reign our church services. Verse 5. For when we were in the flesh, now, the Bible declares the flesh is our enemy. We can't worship God in the flesh. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law or showed to us by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit of death. There's that, there's that law that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So through the flesh and through our Attempting to overcome sin through the flesh is futile. And the motions of sin, of course, comes from our sin nature, which we all have, which which, which the Bible declares should be dormant. Sin nature will never leave us until we're changed, until mortality puts on immortality. So the laws function is to reveal to us sin. And there's no victory in the flesh. There's no victory in the law. He says it did work in our members. Bringing forth fruit unto death. Romans 8 8 says, So then they that are in the flesh, simple scripture, can not please God. For God is a spirit, and we worship him in spirit and in truth. We need to lay aside all of our religious activity that we think is actually getting us somewhere and focus ourselves on Jesus Christ. 
Men's laws and men's traditions will not save. But what I've seen down through the years, the men's laws and men's traditions leads to pride in the men that try to establish those things. Well, if you don't do this, you're not saved. If we don't do what men want, I've heard people say it a lot down through. They've said to me, but they're not happy with what I've done. Uh, I, I really question your salvation. Really? Who's any man to question anybody's salvation? That's legalism. That's a religious spirit. For man looks on the outside, God told Samuel, but God looks on the inside. We've never been set up as judge and jury. Romans chapter 3 tells us that. That we're not the judge. We're not to judge. We are all guilty before God, and the one that makes us not guilty is Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 3, let's go there a second. What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chief, because that unto them were committed the oracles of God unto the Jews. For what if some did not believe, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. It is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayest, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. When thou art judged and many try to judge today there's only one judgment that counts the judgment of almighty God it's appointed that a man wants to die and then the judgment so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God verse 6 Romans chapter 7. But now are we delivered from the law. We did again. But now, Paul wrote, we are delivered from the law. We are delivered from its demand. Although they are just, Christ paid the penalty. He fulfilled the law. We don't have to keep the law. It's been kept through Christ. We respect it. We know, listen, the things that are in the law are good. They are God's law. It's God's law, God's commandments. That being dead, wherein, verse 6, we were held that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in oldness of letter. How are we dead? By virtue that we, having died with Christ, when he died on the cross. It says we were held. We were held in death. So we were held down by our nature to sin, our capacity to sin. Paul wrote, 
O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? That's Romans seven twenty-four. I know we're not shouting today, and but these are truths we need to get in our spirit. That there's no condemnation in Christ. There's no bad report in Christ. The devil can't hold our sins over us any longer. The law shows us that we sinned and we couldn't find an antidote, but the antidote and the answer is Jesus Christ and him crucified, setting us free from shame, from guilt, and from the penalty of sin, which is death. The wages of sin is death. There's, there's always a, a fallout from sin. Sin, sin is, 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 is horrible. We, we see the results of sin every day. We, we, we see it on our news channels. We see it in, in the lives of people around and about us, the effects of sin. Sin come from Satan, causes his rebellion, causes his pride, pride, pride's a sin, a horrible sin, original sin, I call it. So we don't live, we live in newness of the spirit. For I, I've come that you might have life, and you might have it more abundantly. Study the scriptures. Spend quiet time in these scriptures. Let, let the Holy Ghost reveal these scriptures unto you that we are free from condemnation. Now, men always set up com, you know, booths of condemnation. Most of the time, when people don't get their way, then they're, you know, they uh, they bring condemnation on you. That old. Uh, Jezebel spirit, that controlling spirit that, that, that operates in the church world today, totally, totally operates. That we are not to serve, that uh, uh, we don't serve in, in the oldness of the letter. The letter kills. So when we revert back to law, then we lose our power. Romans 2.29, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. Uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go. For he is a Jew, Paul wrote, that is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not the letter, not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. <clears throat> so there again, <clears throat> it's the inside of a man that changes. There is a renovation on the inside of a man when the Holy Ghost deals and lives in our lives. Sanctification comes through the Holy Spirit. And sanctification, which means to be set apart, have power over sin, is a progressive work. It was taught many years ago that it was, boom, you're sanctified. 
And I know the Bible says sanctify yourself. That means yield to the sanctifier. <laughs> There's sanctification in us. The Bible said our righteousness is but filthy rag before the throne of God. Okay, verse 7, we talk about the struggle against sin. So we ask the question, when does the struggle quit when you're out of here? <clears throat> when they put you in the ground, absent from the body, present with the Lord? Verse 7, Romans 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. So man's condition is not caused. Man's sin problem is not caused by the law of God, because the law of God is his holy. Rather, the law exposes, there again, our sin shows us. When we read the word of God, it reads us. The word of God should be stepping on our toes every time we read it. Should be pointing out the flaws in our lives. The law of Moses defines sin, but actually it wasn't an answer. Like I said before, for years and years and years, the blood of goats and farm animals were shed gallons and gallons and gallons of blood. Just, just on the day of the dedication of the temple, Solomon's temple, the blood poured down the troughs of that temple. I forget how many oxen and sheep were slain on that day. And all that all that blood didn't do it. It was a temporary situation. But when the Lamb of God was slain, who, by the way, was slain from the foundation of the world, the problem of sin was eradicated. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground was sinking sand. So the sin nature remains working in our lives, and the answer for the sin nature is the blood of Jesus Christ and faith in that blood, faith in that finished work unplugs the sin nature. In the book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 15, because the law works wrath. For where? No law is, there's no transgression. There was no revelation of, of transgression until God revealed it through the law. Romans 5.20, more of the law entered that the offense might abound. Listen, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Think on these things today. So we look under the author and the finish of our faith, the one that has power to set us free from sin. Our problem is sin. The world, as you 
Get up today and face this world. You'll see the fruits of sin. How sin affects mankind. How sin is destroying mankind. Once again, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. So he answered the sin problem because the wages of sin is death. How many times are you going to say that? How many times does it take? Sin brings death. No way getting around that. You can't circumvent that. Sin will always bring death. Well, I can handle it. No, you can't. I can't. You can, no one can handle sin. The Bible declares there's pleasure in sin for a season, but make no mistake about it, there will be a recompense. For God is not mocked that whatsoever a man sows, so shall he also reap. Verse 8, Romans 7. But sin taking occasion by the commandment wrought in me all matter of concupiscence, for without the law, sin was dead. But sin, the sin nature, taking occasion by the commandment, brought in me, could cut. That word cuts and means evil desire. And we, we want to go around God's way because people think it's too hard. Circumvent God's ways. But if you don't accept Jesus Christ, if you don't accept what he did at the cross, then you will be ruled and we will be ruled by evil desires. Was that there? Mm-hmm. Nobody that I know would, would, would don't have to get up on a stage and, and pick up a microphone and, and uh, tell everybody what, what they thought today, what was in their thought life. Come on. So our will and our trying, there's no such thing as self-help. God helps those that help themselves. I don't read that anywhere. We are totally dependent on Jesus Christ. So if we don't put our faith in the right place, then the problem is going to get worse. For without the law, sin was dead. The law already exposed what man's problem is. And that's that's why God gave the law, that we might know that we've sinned. Romans 3.20 says, Therefore, by deeds of the law, <clears throat> there shall no flesh be justified. Read that again. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, or trying to work it out through the law, trying to be good on your own, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law, it's the knowledge of sin. First Corinthians fifteen fifty six. Paul wrote, "The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is in the law." You're seeing it, it's been revealed that we got that problem. The law gives us no power to overcome it. There again, the power comes from the finished work of Jesus Christ going to drive this home. We are saved by grace and mercy and nothing else. Nothing you can do. Now, James said, without works, faith is dead. 
That means, yes, we're going to do things to produce fruit in the spirit. Occupy until he comes. Do the work of God. These works don't save us. They're fruit. They show us that we are saved. But we're saved by grace. Something we did not deserve. Who are we that God is mindful of us? Why does he care so much about men? That he would send his only begotten son. That whosoever should believe in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. If you were the only person on the earth, he would have died for you. I believe that. I believe that. Because God's mindful of us for some reason. God is mindful of us. Verse 9, chapter 7. For I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Now Paul starts to make a personal testimony here and he says... Uh, he was alive without the law before he knew the law because sin wasn't revealed. He said, but when the commandment came, sin revived. Our sin nature will always try to revive itself when we don't believe in the one in that eradicated sin takes away the sins of the, we can't take our own sins away we can't do enough religious stuff our sin is taken away when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ so Paul realized he he couldn't take care of his own sin and certainly we can't Verse 10, chapter 7. And the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be under death. The commandment refers to the Ten Commandments. This means that, uh, he said, I found to be under death. It means the law revealed sin. <laughs> there again, the law reveals sin, and the wages there are, is death. We can't have any victory trying to keep the law. Because we can't. We are to live by faith. The just must walk by faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. And him crucified. In of Leviticus chapter 18 verse 5. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments. Which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. There again. They couldn't. If they if they could have lived, then the priest don't had to go behind the veil one time to present sacrifice for sin. But he went every year on the day of atonement, offering blood. But Jesus went once behind the veil and finished the work. And the veil was ripped from top to bottom, giving me and you access into the Holy of Holies through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
verse 11. For sin, take the occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. The sin nature wasn't the commandment's fault. But there again, it showed us our sin. And so many people think, well, I've accepted Christ. That's all I have to do. No. The Holy Ghost has come to be our sanctifier. That the old man always wants to come back and take rule and reign over the individual. The old man won't die until we're dead or raptured. The old man will always live and try to be revived. And you know that. And he has in our lives. Popped his head up. You know that. And it slew me. He said, despite all my efforts, in myself, could do nothing. And he failed. He failed. See, revelation is given to him here. That by law, you can't live. By rules and regulations, by legalism, that can be accomplished. I'm a Pentecostal, and the Pentecostal church, the world's worst on legalism. Oh, my. Yes. Yep. How many people have uh, churches discouraged because they couldn't live up to the standards of man? You don't live up to man's standards. You're not going to stand before a man. I get that. You're not going to stand before your preacher or your board or your trustees or your deacons or the sister sits in the right corner or brother sits in the left corner. You're not going to stand before them. You're going to stand before Jesus Christ. I'm going to stand before Jesus Christ. Point down the man wants to die and then the judgment. Woe unto the pastors that scatter the sheep. Jesus said, he told the Pharisees, he said, he said, you demand out of men that which you don't keep yourselves. Nothing worse than an old religious spirit. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm adamant about that because I've seen it work. Verse 12. Wherefore the law is holy. And the commandment holy and just and good. The revelation is not the problem. The problem's in us. The law is simply a mirror. We look in the mirror, we can see our flaws. We can look in the mirror, we can see who we really are. Now, there are mirrors you can buy that will distort things. I'm talking about a regular mirror. Our sins are there, but in ourselves, no power to change them. Sorry. If I read my Bible 50 times a day, read it. Thank God. Study to show yourself approval work when you're up to be ashamed. The Bible tells us to study, to study, to study. 
but you've got to have faith in what you're studying. It's not the act that's going to save you. It's faith in what you're, who you're reading about. First Timothy 1.8 says, but you know that the law is good if a man uses it lawfully or doesn't try to keep it himself. See the thrust of Paul here? That we're not married to the law, but we're married to Christ. That the Christian struggle starts when we try to do things ourselves and win win the love of God by merit. You're not going to make him love you anymore or any less by religious activities. Now listen, we don't sit in the seat of do nothing. The Bible says go to the ant slugger. Slugger, go to the ant. Go to the ant slugger. Well, I don't know. Anyhow, what it's saying is, look at that ant. He's industrious. <clears throat> He's getting things done. We're to work, yes. We're to be occupants of this world. We're to work for Christ. <clears throat> work work in your church, certainly. Get behind your pastor and the leaders and work, work. The souls might be one. We're not we're not sitting on a corner or on a lot or on a street somewhere. Just to be a shrine, we're an active entity that should be going in the highways and the byways and compelling people to come. We should be a lighthouse for the lost and for the weary, those that have lost their direction. There should be a light shining. And that light's Jesus Christ, not man or preacher. Verse 13. For then that which is good may death unto me, God forbid. But sin that it might appear sin working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Once again, it's not the law that's at fault, but it's sin, our sin nature. And the law reveals our sin. The law reveals our sin. I set before you life and I set before you death. The word of God says, he says, choose you life. Make a choice to put your faith today in Jesus Christ. The only one that can help you. The only one that can help me and you today is Jesus Christ. And our faith in him and his finished work. Okay, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual. But I'm carnal. <clears throat> Sold under sin. That's us too. The law is spiritual. The law is totally of God, totally ordained of God, totally expected to be a kept. But we in ourselves... Cannot, cannot keep the law. Just can't do it. He said, but we, I am carnal. Why? Because of the fall. Sold under sin. Adam was a son of God. We're sons of Adam. We inherit that fallen nature. <laughs> Every man, woman, boy, or girl needs salvation. No one's born saved. 
So faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ delivers us from the slave market of Satan or sin. Romans 6, 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we should not serve sin. Pretty blunt. The old man is crucified with Christ. Well, the old man dies with Christ. If we die with him, we are resurrected with him. Okay. Verse 15. For that which I do. Okay, here we go. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would do, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. He said, that which I do. In other words, he said, when I fail. I allow not to write. I don't understand it. Why Why am I doing this? I love the Lord. I'm doing the best I can. See, we can't do on our best. We live on his best. So this is a man struggling in his life. Saying, the things I do, I don't want to do. I don't understand why I do them. For what I would that I do not. He said, I want to serve Christ. If, listen, if you're born again, you don't want to sin. There might be a problem if you want to sin. If sin doesn't bring you conviction, if you don't think certain sins are wrong, then you might have a problem. And Paul said, I'm in Christ. He said, I want to render to Christ, but I fail. But I fail. For what I would that I do not, but what I hate that do I, refers to sin. He hates it, doesn't want to do it, but without the power of Jesus Christ, he's unable to stop. Have you ever had an ongoing situation or problem that you struggle with and you said, I'm never going to do this again, but you do it again. We all have. And the power to overcome, that's in Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can break power, the, the power of sin. And sin has power. The Bible declares that it's the law. I just read you Romans 8, 2. That there's a law of sin and death. The book of Paul's writing to the church or to the Galatians chapter 2 verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. <laughs> the inability for us to keep the law. So Christ died that we can keep it through him. For if righteousness come by the law, or can a law, the law, make man righteous? No. Nope. 
We've said this a thousand times. The law is the mirror. The law is our schoolmaster. Jesus said, I come not to destroy the law. The law, verse 16. Then I do that which I would not. I consent unto the law that it is good. He said, I don't want to do it. But he finds himself doing it anyway. So the law of God is working. It's supposed to work. It defines sin. It addresses sin, but once again, never gives us power. When we lie, we know what the Bible says, thou shalt not bear false witness. It shows us that, we're, that we've lied. So how do we address it? We address it at the cross. We address it through Jesus Christ. In ourselves, we have no power to quit lying, but in him... He is the righteousness of God. We can overcome it by faith in him. Verse 17. Now then it no more that I do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. What he's saying here, he said, it's not what I want to do, but I do it anyhow. If we are born again, we don't want to sin. Now, when we get saved, many say that the capacity to sin is taken away, but we've all sinned, come short of the glory of God, since we've been saved. Sin's our nemesis, our enemy. Verse 18. For I know that in me, as in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but now to perform that which is good, I find not. In me, in my flesh, there's no good thing. There's no power within me to overcome sin. For to will is present. He said, I, he said, he said my willpower is not going to get it done. He said, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. He said, there's nothing in me. I must look to Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is the theme of this entire chapter, is our inability in ourselves to keep sin from ruling over our lives. We read last time, Romans 6, verse 14, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Let's get this in our heads today. Romans 8, 3. For what the law could do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. For the law could not do that it was weak in the flesh. I mean, the law wasn't weak. It come from God. But our flesh is weak to keep it. Okay, verse 19. For the good that I would do not, but the evil which I would would not that I do. <laughs> a dilemma, a struggle here. If I depend on myself, he said, I'm not going to make it. He says, I don't want to sin, but yet I find myself sinning. Book of Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 to 21. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. 
And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. I am crucified. We are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. You see? For one by one man, sin came into the world, and by the second man or the second Adam, sins eradicated. Okay, verse 20. Now, if I do that which I would not, it is no more that I do but sin that dwelt in me. Verse 21. I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Romans 8.23, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our, we do not want the sin nature to rule us if you are in Christ. There should be no pleasure in sin if we are in Christ. We should be convicted. It should be a problem. If we premeditate sin and say grace is going to cover it, the Bible says, God forbid. I find a law. He said, verse 21. Let's just talk about the law of sin and death. Let's spoke about it in Romans 8, chapter 2. I'm sorry, Romans 8, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. So I find in a law that when I do good, evil is present with me or the law of sin and death. Okay. Look, hasn't went anywhere yet. Will. One of these days, sin's going to be eradicated. Verse 22. I delight in the law of God after the inward man. He delights in the moral law. In order for us to keep the law, which we can't do in ourselves. We must be regenerated through the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay. Second Corinthians four sixteen, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. This is totally giving ourselves over to the Spirit of God. Allowing him to operate in our lives. Verse twenty three. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members that which wants to motivate and use me for something outside the righteousness of Christ or us says it wars against our minds this is the law of desire that we still have through the sin nature and our willpower if not addressed by the finished work of Jesus Christ, then this law will have rule over us. But there's sin. There again, Romans chapter 6, verse 14, For sin shall have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. There again, not in our power, but in the power of God. Colossians 2, chapter, uh, verses 14 to 15, the Bible says that Jesus Christ, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, as the law, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. The victory that Christ had over Satan 
and the law of sin and death, gave us the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Verse 24. A wretched man that I am, wow, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? We're wretched if we don't believe in Jesus Christ. And he says, who? He finds within himself, he can't do it himself, so he says, who? That who is Jesus Christ. There's a person that helps us, and that person is Jesus Christ. Romans 6, 6. One more time. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we should not serve sin. The old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Verse 25, finishing it up. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, with the flesh, the law of sin. He said, my faith in Jesus Christ helps me to serve the law of God. But if I walk after the flesh, then I serve the law of sin. Therefore, is no condemnation to them that will, which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. But be thanks be to God, which gives me and you victory over sin, death, hell, and the grave. Lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the world, the flesh, and the devil. But thanks be to God, which gives me and you victory only through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why there's such an attack to demean him, to make him something less than the Messiah. But that's what men say he is the Messiah. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And if you don't know him today, receive him. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty raised him from the dead. And you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believe on him should not be ashamed. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you need healing today, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, you're healed. He's still the healer. If you're battling in your mind, which many are, he was chastised for our peace of mind. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. For your word. We've tried today, Lord, and this has to be all you. Anoint it, God, and use it for your glory. May it touch the minds and hearts of many. Let that one today is struggling, Lord, take peace in what you've said, that there is a way out. Lord, there's always a way out through you. We ask you today to show them that door. And that way, and that way is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Heal the bodies and touch the minds. Restore families, God. Do whatever needs to be done. You said, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Till next time, God bless. 
This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.